0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 185, episode one of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This here is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Okay, it's Monday, May seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Chugi Lewis, and the news, uh, courtesy of Adam Dodd, aka Big League Chug. Uh, A.K.A. Red Hot Chuggy Peppers. Uh, those were courtesy of Ron Cunningham, uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Boom!
1: No, I'm not going to do a Red Hot Chuggy Peppers
2: one. today. <laughs>
1: today is Miles Gray, A.K.A. Chug Night. So watch right. yourself, or I'll have you dangling off the side of a building? The Chugo G's. Only Chugo G's know. But yeah, shout out to Henry Massey for that.
0: one. Did, he did that to Vanilla Ice, right? Or did yeah. he do it to multiple rappers? Vanilla Ice, I think, is the famous. Vanilla Ice one. is the legendary yeah. one. Yeah. It didn't Vanilla Ice like piss himself upwards, like he pissed his shirt because
1: oh, because I mean, he's upside down. Yeah, the gravity. Upside down. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah. damn, we've been talking a lot about old. What was his name? Rob Van Winkle or whatever. Rob,
0: old. We've old been talking Rob a lot Van, about old Rob Van, Rob Van, Winkle. Van Winkle,
1: man. <laughs> RV Dub.
0: Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third season mm-hmm. by the hilarious, yes. the talented,
2: the brilliant Molly Lambert. Yes. <laughs> Keep on chugling! <laughs> Keep on chugling!
1: <laughs> Shout out to all the chugs out there. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Do people? Do we have to remind people every time what chug means, or is that nah, just nah. like part of the just, lexicon now? Dude,
1: dude, if you gotta ask, dude, like now nah. finger chug. Dude, forget it. Forget it. But yeah, what's new, Molly? What's, what's good?
2: Not much. Just yeah. excited to be on Zeitgeist.
1: Hey, hey. We hey. are.
0: We're excited to have you.
1: I was just uh, thinking again about uh, North Hollywood. You know, I we had Brent Weinbach on recently. And you know, he went to Grant. And, and I was like, oh shit, you're from the Valley. And he's like, nah, I commuted from Hollywood. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> But
0: you So know, he's never coming back?
1: Just a, little, just a little North Hollywood news I thought I'd share with Molly.
0: Hmm. Molly, what's good? What what's new with you? Anything new since last we spoke?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, vax vaxed. Ready nice for snacks.
0: Ooh, vax to the max. Fully,
1: you you got out the you're the, on the two weeks of the second shot. Yeah, second I'm shot fully, side. Okay,
2: I'm out in the world, just yeah. running around in the sunshine.
0: Did you burn your masks or just like shred them? (laughs) What? How'd you do it?
2: No, but but I have been like like starting to forget them when I leave the house sometimes, which is yeah.
0: Gotta be careful though.
1: Stuff them in pockets of everything now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I I do the thing where yeah, down the street, like oh fuck, I got to turn around and get my fucking mask. That's the
0: problem with disposable masks. Is like I'll find them and they could be like from when I had a cold nine months ago, but they're like in the pocket of Gotta take that but, chance
2: sometimes. Yeah, yeah,
0: you just gotta roll with it, and you it's smell it, whiff. and you're like, oh, mm, damn. <laughs> <laughs> mm, coffee and
1: frickles? <laughs> That's a weird combo. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All right, Molly, Harper. we're gonna
0: get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we are gonna talk about the new Mask Off CDC advisement. They came out with it at the end of last week. Which is out of step with most epidemiologists, like Hmm. 80% uh, that were consulted by uh, the New York Times thought that people should be wearing masks indoors, no matter whether they were vaccinated or not, for the next year. Uh, The CDC was like, nah.
1: Nah, Joe Biden wants us to be throat and glizzies by July 4th. Can't have masks on. You can't do that with a mask on.
0: It's so true.
2: Throat and glizzies. (laughs)
0: We're gonna check in with the world of bosses, uh, and just like kinda catch up on what they're you know, we haven't been seeing our bosses as much lately. We don't necessarily know what the lingo is. The worldview is? Yeah, the worldview. So we're gonna find out, catch up with their lexicon of like lazy workers and the pandemic is over huh. and nobody wants to work anymore. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh the future of advertising, uh just invading your car, uh, courtesy of Ford. We'll talk about uh, just another uh, facet of the New York Times' attempt to cover Gaza in a both-sidesy manner and just how transparent that is. The new space race uh, starring Tom Cruise. Uh, We'll talk about cats as rat killers, Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Molly, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are.
2: Wow. I am obsessed with these Twitter accounts that just post a Google photo of every address in the city. So <laughs> the one that I look at constantly is every lot L.A., which is just a picture of every lot in L.A. But there's also every lot Chicago, every lot New York. Uh, I follow them all. But Wait, I don't
0: understand. What What does it do?
2: It just posts. It's just a bot, and that is programmed to post a picture of like every address. Wanted it like a picture of every Google Maps shot of every building. It's like every building in every city.
1: (laughs) It's wild because like right now they're like on Laurel Canyon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like in the
1: valley, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, last night I was looking at it cuz they're on Victory Boulevard and it's right. just like a stretch of Victory Boulevard I love. So, I was just like Victory just, Boulevard. We, we love, love it. it. I was just Oh
1: shit, that's a Victory right there about a North Hollywood shootout.
2: Yeah, yeah. just the zone, the zone. It's like
1: my old elementary school right there.
2: Yeah, okay. and I just I love the account and uh I love that it's a bot cuz I just like, well wait, it posts every 20 minutes, so I'll be like, "Oh man, only 8 more minutes until we get another Every lot post.
0: <laughs> now, this is the sort of thing, uh, just thinking with my NFT brain here, uh, you can pile <laughs> all of those into a single uh, file mm-hmm. and then uh, you can add an NFT and sell that for, I'd pay 300k wow, for that. You know what Real I'm estate
2: saying? speculation going on just pictures of real estate.
0: I mean, yeah a fucking no-brainer molly i mean decentraland kind of like that (laughs) uh this is dope though this is really cool it's just weird
1: it's like it's a bizarre account you know because this is essentially like if you've ever just they're just clipping out these street view things and giving you the address but it is i find myself it's weird because the specific part of the city they're in right now is a part where i've i know very intimately so They caught me at a good moment on
0: every lot of LA right now.
2: We're in a good stretch.
0: Yeah. It it gives you a unfettered view of the, like, even my memory. I, like, remember the stores that are open. I don't remember how many of the stores are boarded up, but it's, like, nine-tenths boarded up stores uh, on here.
1: Well, there's this well, right now where they're at, like in North Hollywood, is this old business park that has just died. It actually they right. shot the opening of uh, Mar- uh what's the, what's the Marvel movie, Mrs. Marvel, was the, the, the uh, that Captain one? Marvel, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, where she touched it down in that blockbuster. That's in that same business park, abandoned business park in North Hollywood, where the Gold's Gym is and all this other shit. And that thing has just been dying over the last thirty years. So it's kind of a bummer part of North Hollywood that they're at right now.
2: It rules.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's
1: awesome. Also, the Sizzler. You might see that image first. Yeah, Sizzler I just saw I the Sizzler. To. First Sizzler I ever. Is went that real? that one right there? Yep. Yep. Hell first yeah.
2: Sizzler I ever
0: went. Sizzler wasn't a big deal where I lived at the at the time that I first saw White Men Can't Jump, but mm. when they like, it was a legendary eating establishment in my mind because of that movie. Because uh, of the We're Going to Sizzler uh, celebration. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is something you think is overrated molly
2: i'm gonna say overrated uh high waist jeans underrated okay. low waist jeans wow uh, We're one, thing it back. one thing i've noticed since being back in stores is that everything is super high-waisted right now which uh is what Gen Z loves, but to me, it reminds me of like the late 80s, early 90s, like Seinfeld jeans, mm-hmm. you know? I think you got to be really young and tall for that to look good at all. Right. And people really don't want low-rise jeans to come back because some people have uh, bad memories of that, but I, I'm ready. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's coming.
1: Where the distance between like the crotch and the waistband was like three inches? Well,
2: I was saying like Bennifer's back, you know? Oh, yeah. I okay. saw
1: you post the Manolo Blahnik Tims. You saw they the Manolo
2: Tims are coming back. And if that's coming back, you know, yeah. we're we're going to get the the uh, crotch grazing pants are coming back.
1: Absolutely. And we got to have the, the those like gradient sunglasses with the oh, little yeah. bejeweled, those little Gucci shades from back in the day. Yeah.
2: I think I went from being like, oh, no, the 2000s fashion is coming back to be like, you know what? I'm gonna look on the bright. I'll take the good. I like some of it. I'm
1: honestly waiting for the moment. I go to my mom's house and I just pull up some old shit that I have and I'm like killing it. They're Mm. like, oh my God, this guy just came out of 2005. They're like, is
2: that The Rock?
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Is that
2: Miles Rocky Gray?
1: Is that a backup dancer from a 112 video? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that the 112 cd that was the only music in molly's prom limo <laughs> right exactly so Hell we just yeah. listened to peaches and cream a hundred exactly. times and that's cream. what you're gonna do
0: was that by choice or that was just what the driver was bringing it
2: was literally there was one cd and uh it was that and i was the really excited person who was like oh let's listen to that <laughs> <laughs> That was the most exciting part of prom for me. was listening to 112 in the in a limo with like LED lights in it.
1: That oh, album man. was fire, though. It's you know what I mean? Awesome. It's over now. Peaches and cream. Yeah. Dance with me.
2: The little thing, the little intro in the video it's like burp, 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 beep, you it. at me and ever, I and ever, by the burp, that you're feeling me burp, and I really
1: <laughs> want you to get close to me so I want you to dance, dance with me with dance with me, me. Like black drop top in the parking I, lot and I'm trying to get you, you back, back to, to, my to my spot, my
2: spot baby Woo. see? Wow. And
1: the 112, the intro had um the dead wrong beat from Biggie on it and then there would be then Slim would come in and sing. It was, oh, what a good time we were in,
0: huh? Chooks mm. of the world unite.
2: I didn't even know.
0: I will never see a room 112 in a hotel or an apartment building without thinking, That's well, where the players that's dwell. where the players dwell, right there. <laughs> Millennial dad jokes.
1: That's the shit that they're, <laughs> they're going to say. You're going to be like, hey, kids, you know what's going on in there. What, dad? <laughs> that's where the players dwell. Just ask Mark uh, Erf- her, Fidel, in hell. Make you feel yeah. good like Tony Tony Tone. Like what it is he feel- doing? The whole
0: verse. It feels good. Good. <laughs> uh, I feel like an underrated thing is Diddy's uh, ad libs in the background of tracks. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Speaking of people who can't sing, I don't know if you've heard like people like Shady Engineers have just taken his acapella, him singing vocals, and like <laughs> those were like leaked before, and it sounds like a like a dying cat whining at a karaoke night.
0: Come on. I don't know why. <laughs> after I really put my yeah. back into. Uh, the it feels good thing you had to say speaking of people who can't sing, Miles. That was <laughs> like not even subtly <laughs> fucked up, man. That was I put my heart into that. I put myself out there. My
1: bad, my bad. My bad. I was trying to uh, create a safe space and I didn't.
0: <laughs> uh all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and we're just looking at the Ben Garrison woke Disney World cartoon. Yeah, just, you know,
1: people have to, only vaccinated people get in, you're gonna get on the pronoun train, you're going to the Black Lives Matter (laughs) (laughs) horn, it's all of this like, terrible comedy, what do you call this, just hate propaganda, whatever the fuck you want to call this shit. Nonsense. Mm -hmm.
0: Anyway. It's called comedy, bro. Nice try. All right, let's talk about the uh new mask off CDC advisement. People people were accusing them of being too uh cautious uh mainly like right-wing people from Texas. And now they're like I I feel like this is a good example of the sort of mainstream reacting only to uh like people who don't believe in science because So, basically, they said on Thursday, last Thursday, that fully vaccinated Americans no longer need to wear masks in most places, and the New York Times writes that that came as a surprise to many people in public health. Uh, In an informal survey, 80% said they thought Americans would need—and these are people, these are epidemiologists, not just people. Uh, It's not like family feud. Uh, 80% of (laughs) epidemiologists said they thought Americans would need to wear masks in public indoor places for at least another year. Uh, just 5% said people would no longer need to wear masks indoors by this summer. And the CDC was like, yeah, we're good. With, we'll go with the the 5%. And yeah, I mean, it, it seems like they're trying to make it look fun to be vaccinated, uh, which I get but i also don't think it's good to like betray the science in order to appeal to the people who don't believe in science no or
1: just create a sentiment that like you can exhale right now literally without a mask yeah on. yeah no for you sure you know like this idea that like oh yeah like because you know the motherfuckers who aren't getting vaccinated are gonna be like oh shit okay cool like if somebody asks i'm gonna just say i'm vaccinated that's always, right like the, the scumbag you need is gonna think that immediately be like oh okay so if they're, they must have factored in what it could mean for people who don't give a shit. That's just very, that's what I was saying. Like, even when we were talking on the trends episode about this happening, like, even though how much, like, sure, you may not have to wear a mask, but just in general, there's a feeling of uncertainty still with the pandemic that wearing a mask still can communicate outwardly that you're like, nah, eh, you know, whatever. I'm just not fucking around. It's,
2: it's all good. CDC said, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Quite yeah.
0: Literally party time
2: oh they said uh we don't care
1: it's just uh yeah i'm i i don't know who who this helps exactly and i don't think it, like to the point of it maybe being like incentivizing incentivizing vaccination like i don't think it,
2: it's supposed to incentivize it. vaccination but as a lot of people have pointed out it just means that a lot of people will stop wearing masks and right. uh not lie lie about, yeah. about being vaccinated
1: that's right. all this, yeah. And then if you have no way to verify, then it uh, this is really nothing. But okay,
0: you know. Plus, if you if you didn't get them with the Shake Shack crinkle cut fries, I mean, this isn't going to do it, dude. You know? <laughs> did you watch that
1: video I sent yesterday about uh, the, the when De Blasio was actually run breaking it down for people?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's nightmarish.
0: It's He's just so eating strange. them whole fries.
1: Oh wow! And then these mm. fries, I mean, these are so good. I'm thinking wow, maybe vaccination is good because I'm eating these fries. Like, what? Yeah. Bill? That doesn't make
2: any... Okay. Sure. Yeah, they should have just said, get vaccinated and we'll give you crinkly fries.
1: Rather right. than get vaccinated and with a eligible purchase, you can get free fries. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. You had to put all this these yeah. asterisks by this fucking
0: simple ass. That's the only way the Democrats <laughs> know how to do shit, man.
1: They, yeah, they still means testing, the fucking free means fries. Testing. Uh, you can get <laughs> like, you we make sure unemployment you... <laughs> benefits if you prove right.
0: that you didn't say no to a job. How the fuck are you going to prove that? And then uh, you can get these free fries if you come in with, like, paperwork, with a file that that proves that you got vaccinated. Yeah, but shout out to Bill de Blasio for looking like he knows how to eat French fries. Did a... Great, it was very like a rich person
1: eating fries type yeah. thing where I'm like, I he thought it he was amusing. What. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I remember I used to eat these when I was a kid. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he hasn't had a French fry in right. Fucking decades. Right. Uh, and he had to ask his health. Uh, he had like a health consultant on hand who he He's was saying, like, am I allowed to eat a burger before, uh, before noon? Uh, he says huh. it's okay. So
1: uh, Typically you don't eat at these chain places, but this isn't bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, another, uh, another group that is probably going to be excited to hear that they can officially announce that the pandemic is over are the bosses, mm-hmm. uh, the people who stand on the side of uh, corporate interests and capital. You know, they, they've had their concerns about how this pandemic thing is going to affect uh, the workers. The workers are just too used to having it uh, good I yeah. think is is their read on the situation. It's
1: it's a panic for this group because there's a couple things going on. First is more subtle, right? It's like a rhetorical thing that I seem to be ver- reading all over the place, whether it's in op eds or fucking communications, emails, whatever. You, that there's talk that suggests that we are out of the pandemic, or things that our people are people saying like, as we move out of the pandemic, I'm first of, all, I'm like, huh. The, the pandemic is not over. So why are we even talking like this framing that has begun from this group of people, which is very interesting. And first of all, like we already know as people we're past this point of, you know, thinking of herd immunity as we thought, where we could reach these numbers of people getting vaccinated, but it's too many people that are anti-vax. So we're not going to meaningfully get this disease under control anytime soon. Like, yeah, it may be less devastating, but to say that we have it under control is I, I just a complete uh, misnomer. And I think people that they don't realize people are going to continue to work with this cloud hanging over of that. It's still the, the most people still believe that we are not out of the woods, that things aren't just so chill already. Like, that's not the case. Um, more than likely, people know someone whose lives have been affected adversely from COVID, whether it's a loss of life or just, you know, long COVID or whatever, being out of work there's a lot of trauma that remains from just this idea, like this entire last year. And this also goes along with this stat that you just see how insulated the wealthy are, you know, because from the start of the pandemic through whether it was their health or their wealth, they were not experiencing the pandemic in the same way their employees were, I'd imagine, unless these are people who are living in the exact same way that, you know, uh, a worker is. So because they're not in the same psycho-emotional environment, As their workers, their perspective is so distorted that maybe like these people might be ready to go back to work. But many people are still living in a world that is still so uncertain and volatile that they aren't even necessarily at that point where they can even process what has or is happening. And to have on top of that, this like push to be like, all right, guys, (laughs) that was something. huh? We got out of there. We got our vaccines. I think everybody's ready to get back to work, you know, and do all this. I think it's just a real big disconnect uh between these two groups and then that bleeds into this whole the resurgence of welfare queen 2.0 which is all these signs we've been seeing up where people are saying nobody wants to work for fart dust anymore (laughs) so we gotta close and this is now creating this bullshit perception that People have become so lazy because of stimulus checks that they refuse to work and it's hurting business and it's total bullshit. I just want to point the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the fucking group that is fully on, you know, the boss gang. They put out a study that's saying that the additional three hundred dollars of pandemic benefits quote, results in approximately one in four recipients taking home more in unemployment than they earned working. And they use that to sort of underline the motivation of someone or to to create the rational rationalization of someone who would refuse work but hey assholes that's a fucking indictment on the wages you pay you fuck it's not saying like oh yeah we got it so good if the government is there if their baseline of help is better than the wages you're paying you have a serious fucking problem and i think they don't like that this sort of weird this organic sort of movement of people being like yeah are subsistence wages good right no i don't want them that's also affecting this whole thing, and now we have politicians and the media willing to take this lie of like, oh, well, the stimulus is so good. Then now we're hearing things like Joe Biden be like, oh, hey, well, maybe we need to fuck, we got to do all this means testing. Yeah, and it's all born out of this nonsense.
0: Yeah, the the emergency food rations are so good; they're not going to go back to the slop that we're feeding them, guys. It's this is bullshit. So yeah. We need to stop feeding them emergency food rations. Is is the logic there?
1: There's just not even a, an actual acknowledgement of the other barriers that someone might have to go back. It's not just that, oh, well, I like the stimulus better. Because the pandemic is not over. Right. There's things like childcare or having to take care of family members and other things that would say, I'm sorry, I can't leave my house to go work right now. Like the pandemic has affected all these other things in my life that still I'm it's better for me to take this option because there's no other help available. Yeah. But these are all things that are missed in this really disingenuous analysis of like, God, there's so many jobs and nobody wants to work. Yeah. What the fuck's happening? Because they want to go back to normal, which is the, you know, the threat of poverty or the threat of being unhoused and dying because you have no money is the way they can keep people to, you know, take these wages. And that's really what this is. It just feels like they just want to get back to this power dynamic that they feel that they're probably slowly losing their grip on as people are like, fuck it, I'm not working. You see Chipotle and McDonald's. We're like, okay, uh, we're we're reconsidering our wages now because we realize that maybe that's a thing that is holding people back.
0: Yeah, ju- and just like kind of connecting the so the means testing thing that was being discussed by the Biden administration, uh, I think proposed was that if you said no to a job that you had before the pandemic, if you said no to uh, or like a similar level job, then you couldn't get your unemployment benefits. And so like specifically the person you're talking about whose kid still has to go to school from home, who, you know, needs childcare help, uh, and therefore can't go back to work right now, like they would not be eligible for unemployment benefits. Like no.
1: that's and then now you're now this person who has to take care of other people is now put into a further state of desperation. It's yeah. just like, you know, it, for all of the like the the nice shit that we thought was going to come out of this, we're also seeing how much the forces, you know, of, of this system are like trying to really snap it right back together to where it was with a very minimal change. They're
2: like, hey, uh, let's all go back to work and uh, forget about that. You could live not in fear of getting evicted constantly.
1: Right. Oh God, don't we don't want that. We don't want people to get in touch with their worth. Right. You know, because that's the other thing too. People are like, what the fuck. You're going right. to pay me this on top of, again, the pandemic is not over. You talk to people in the service in like a uh, restaurant industry. They're like the amount of people who come in reckless. It's wild to me. Like, and it's another area of stress. People who have been like line cooks have suffered tremendously through the pandemic because of things like this. On top of it, we still have all the the sort of forces that are set up by the government to say that, hey, there's no legal liability for an employer. If they force you to work and you get sick and something bad happens to you, we're not going to we're not going to put them on the hook for that. So how the fuck is someone going to look at this situation and say, this is exactly what I want and not actually address like what the real needs are and all of the ills that have been just just fully exposed? Like if you were trying to hide from it, it's really hard to do it now and still not wanting to do something meaningful, but.
0: The childcare thing in particular, I just wanted to like kind of circle back to that because there's been a number of studies on like the educational gap that happens between lower income families and people who, you know, make a livable wage and only have to work one job. And the education gap that happens is almost exclusively from at home stuff. Because the parents have to be working around the clock like to to make enough money just to like feed their family. And so the kids are left to fend for themselves. So like that like child care is such a such a crucial part of this like cycle of, you know, just trying to keep people who are poor, uh, poor and like keep generationally like. Uh, withhold opportunities like it's it's a crucial linchpin of of that whole cycle yeah it seems like people are
2: noticing that we're spending all this money on like uh military stuff that we could be spending on free health care and child care for people and people would actually be better employees if they weren't constantly stressed about their kids and uh like we said, paying rent and stuff like that. It would actually make them better at, at jobs and want to work more. Yeah. Uh, and that's why every other civilized nation does that. Right.
0: Yeah, but then big, big child care gets too powerful and you don't want them getting more powerful than big uh, military industrial complex. You don't want like the <laughs> education, You mean the nanny child state? care uh, world to get too powerful. You got to keep got to keep the power in the hands of the weapons manufacturers the yeah. people who make tanks for our police like think about who has the power and the money in our world it's in in america it's the weapons makers and the people who don't are like teachers get shit and get like thrown under the bus if they ask for money. It's like, well, these fucking teachers unions are screwing your kids over. It's like, no, the whole system is designed to make people who make weapons rich, you dumb fuck. Like, what? how is that a healthy way to run a culture? We'll find out.
2: Boy, is it profitable.
0: We'll find out
1: after this decade.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after this decade.
1: After this devastating decade. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to see like where it all ends up because, yeah, to the point of these military budgets, like, why are we spending 700 plus billion on just right. cocking our fist back at the rest of the world? Because our money is not based on much, but except the threat of this cocked fist to be like, what you going to do? Stop using this as a global trade currency for petroleum? Oh, I dare you. But because of this. major you flinch. <laughs> yeah, we're completely over leveraged on this fucking stupid de- military industrial complex. And on top of it, yeah, like we're we are asking ourselves questions like, how are we going to pay to support single parents? How are we going to pay to educate yeah. these people? How are we going to pay for better outcomes in our cities for people who need who have lacked or are suffering from a lack of access? Because yeah. we're looking at almost. I mean, whatever. That's the Every- thing. I think the, until that is more normalized, especially in like the new, like normal news where the everyday person will start hearing some shit like that. It's it's oh, my God, it's just going to sound like some shit activists are only saying.
0: Right. Yeah. Just wait, when the conversation about defunding the police came up and you saw the portion of the city budget in Los Angeles and, you know, all big cities that goes to the police force and then like. Just the fucking tantrum that the police uh, throw if you talk about like instead of buying an extra helicopter with gun turrets on it, if you like, you know, give free preschool to people like it's a it's a complete disaster. Whereas when they raise the budget on what this military police force gets, it doesn't even register. It's not even a thing that would be reported on.
2: Gotta have weird helicopters to fly 24 yeah. hours a day over the city to harass people.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is helpful because it educates my kids on a uh, hey, helicopter. They they have learned that pretty well. Hey, kids, kids what did you say? Fuck 12. All right. <laughs> wow. Good on you. All right. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> Ford's Ford is uh, designing our future for us. This is what happens when you let a uh, corporation kind of sit back and design the future
1: yeah the the main distributor of the protocols of the elders of zion look look what road this motor company went down mm. uh now they're Do about people know change- that
0: <laughs> i'm sure we've mentioned it before but henry ford was uh putting out the protocols of the elders of zion like this matt like one of the most influential uh anti-semitic conspiracy theory texts he was like putting it out in people's glove boxes and, right? Uh, he put boards. it
2: in american schools
0: yeah. right he, had, um, he
2: paid for it to be taught in school he created also, his own
0: newspaper so he could publish it it,
2: it right. had been debunked like a hundred times already by then as being yeah, yeah. fake in other newspapers right uh henry right. ford said who cares
1: yeah he's like nah you gotta you gotta hear this stuff
0: though hitler <laughs> had henry ford's uh photograph on like on the wall behind his desk. Like, that's literally true. I'll right. say
2: it. I'll say it. None? Fuck cars. <laughs> there you go. Okay. okay.
0: Fuck them. Fuck these cars. And
1: honestly, after this, I'm like, fuck. what fuck the fuck em. are they trying to do? So, billboards, right? Who gives a fuck about them? Unless it's Angeline, obviously. Shout out to Angeline, the billboard goat of Los Angeles.
2: Queen. The queen.
1: The queen. The queen Angeline. But it seems like the billboard industry realizes that people just You know, obviously it's such a passive form of advertising that you hardly notice them unless, you know, someone's like tagged on it or something or fucked it up in a way that makes it worth looking at. So Ford is going to make us give a shit because a a patent has come out that they are creating a new system that uses like the vehicles, cameras that are used for like, you know, auto fucking pilot or just just general safety stuff that these cameras use to now detect billboards. Then pull them up in a car's infotainment display so you can have in-vehicle advertisements. So, like, imagine Hell you drive yeah. by a Arby's thing, and then the shit pops up with, like, a hyperlink. So you could either be like, navigate to Arby's or, like, call them up or whatever. Or, like, here's a fucking coupon or some shit, and you will be just basically bombarded. Right now they're saying it's experimental. But knowing how consumer capitalism works, this feels like a fucking certainty. And in this Gizmodo article, they raise an interesting point about the degree to which this will be inescapable because Kindles like Amazon Kindles became there's a cheap version because they have all these passive ads running on it constantly. And it's like it's subsidized to ad support. And they're saying, so are we looking at a world where, like, you can get like the ad-supported Ford Focus or the premium ad-free version of oh, a car? Oh, for sure,
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it'll make the car more uh, affordable, but it'll be yet another subtle way that agency <laughs> and like uh, free free will is is taken away from people who can't afford it in this country.
2: I'm just imagining all the billboards that's going to let you see are going to be the ones from They Live that are like, <laughs> reproduce. Right, right. Marry and reproduce and work at your job and do not ask for health care or child care.
1: Right. Obey.
2: Okay. You must obey.
1: I, yeah. And then you're going to start taking shots like, you know, people. there are going to be tweets like, oh, just my Tinder date picked me up in the as-supported Centra <laughs> the right. date was over the second I got in like right. the, this whole other have and have nots thing of people. Are we going to be like, again, the other thing is, will it even be cheaper or it's just going to be a perceived difference that you can just charge a premium now for the ad non the ad free car? If, yeah, no, if, if it'll if it be cheaper there.
0: for sure. Yeah, it'll be the, the difference between. The Hulu where you pay for the ad-free version and the Hulu where you pay for that. Oh, no. I what I
1: mean to say is that, like, will it actually be subsidizing? Where, like, they'll actually, like, you know, the, ad, the ad-supported ad version may be cheaper than the ad-free version. But is it actually functionally cheaper than before we had ad-free or ad-supported cars?
0: Oh, right, right.
1: <laughs> you know what I, I mean? They'll yeah. Be like, yeah, fuck it. We'll just charge the same for the one that's ad. And if you're balling, you get the ad-free version of the Terceau.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I bet I bet it will because in the same way that, like, we didn't realize for a decade that we weren't getting, like, social media for free. We were getting social media <laughs> in exchange for our own free will. Like, I, I think it's just, You're like... You're the product if it's free. Yeah, I think it's the easiest. It's just, like, a very insidious, easy way for them to insinuate themselves and, you know, basically make life and like you know what needs to happen to function every day like make it affordable but then also like you know just slowly by slowly take over the minds and uh you know decisions of of everyday life
1: i feel like joe biden's way of getting like medicare for all is like ad supported health care for some americans they're like okay look if you get this ad supported Health plan, then you got to rock this uh, oh, United man. Healthcare shirt three out of five days a week.
2: Oh, so everything's just gonna turn into podcasting, where it's like, hey, if you want healthcare, you got to do these ad reads. <laughs>
0: right, right, right. <laughs> Essentially, where th- you but you yeah. need to, but you need it needs to be super organic. You need to actually insert it into you everyday conversation. The healthcare plan.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, you got to tell you got to use your details from your real life, and if you don't, they're gonna send it back and be like, no, no, no.
1: These are just talking points for. Right. How much you love this gas Yo, company?
0: <laughs> would it I wonder if that's going to be a job in the future, like uh, every day undercover influencer who like not yes. isn't even on social media, but is just like going places and like doing psyops in favor of like a, a product or a political perspective.
2: Jack, I can't believe you're outing me like this on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Molly's I a mean, psyop.
2: All this time, I've been working for, you know, Dole.
1: (laughs) 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 You're always like, hey, come on, guys. You know, think about United Fruit. They they suck worse than Dole, I think.
2: Couldn't you use a pineapple (laughs) right now?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I don't. Again, because that does feel, I mean, we already have, you know, people will lease the roofs of their cars to put like an ad board on it and drive around. Yeah. And turn them, you know, sort of going through the city or like finding ways to subsidize parts of people out there doing shit. That, yeah, I feel like pretty soon you could be like, yeah, you want to, you know, you come uh, say something nice about Pacific Gas and Electric for 50% off your electric bill.
0: You just need to like prove it in some way. It'll probably start happening when we have the like contact lens cameras where we can just be like, all right, here's uh, five conversations that I had at the park today, just accosting people. But they seemed persuaded.
1: That's like, right. And that's how they're going to pervert universal basic incomes. Like, okay, you don't have to work, but every day you have to go out there and talk about these products Mm -hmm. organically and then come back to download all of your footage of your (laughs) organic conversations. And then we will give you your nutrient credits.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: uh Uh, seems too believable
1: it seems like we're pretty almost there (laughs) just it's a sloppy version
0: all right uh just real quick wanted to check in with the new york times coverage of gaza so they had an article with the headline misinformation uh let let me just read it word for word for y'all lies on social media inflame israeli-palestinian conflict Uh, misinformation has flourished on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and other social media about the violence between Israelis and Palestinians. So uh, I assumed, all right, I mean, that makes sense, uh, that during any conflict there would be misinformation on both sides. But I assumed, like, there there was going to be some way that this was tilted. And sure enough, uh, the lies being told by the Israeli side, according to the article... The lies were that Palestinians were invading Israeli settlements and knocking on doors, presumably to start killing people. The Palestinians were holding fake funerals, like there was a video of a family holding a wrapped body, which they drop when they hear a police siren. It was not from Palestine; it was from I think Jordan, and it had nothing to do with this conflict. There videos of Palestinians firing rockets at Israel was fake from a; it was from Jordan. Also, videos of Palestinians. Uh, arranging bodies for a photo shoot so to depict it as like all of all of the claims that people are dying are made up that was from a i think a bomb alert drill in turkey so basically making it seem like a palestinians are coming to israel to kill you and b uh, that the damage being reported is part of like a sleight of hand smoke and mirrors uh social media show
1: and they're saying those are lies that
0: Palestinians those are, are that, telling? No, no, that Israelis are telling to each other. That are being spread oh, about. Oh, got, got it. These are the most pervasive lies. These are the these got are it, the lies okay. that are listed as having been shared on Israeli right. like Facebook and Twitter and uh, Oh, and then showing that they're disconnected yeah. from WhatsApp. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, on the other side, they have Palestinians showing uh videos of Israelis tearing their clothes and mourning uh which were meant to show them faking injuries but like it's kind of unclear what even the point of that is and then reports that Israel was launching a ground invasion before that was confirmed. So You mean like that tweet? Yeah. So that was actually based on a tweet by the fucking IDF. So not sure exactly uh if that's exactly unfair on their part or just them using the information being given out. So why would the headline be that misinformation is being used by both sides when one side is showing, like, confused information that is, you know, maybe true or unconfirmed, but, like, not, it's, like, not weaponized. And the other side is inventing, like, non-existent threats to justify violence against civilians and being basically a catalyst to genocide on one side. Like, fuck all the way off. Oof. Yeah. And so it's also like by doing this, because the New York Times won't report the story in any other way other than like a both sidesy type thing. Like, well, you know, there's bad stuff happening on both sides. Then it's like, but you can't believe anything you see on social media, which is the only place that people are actually like telling the truth <sighs> about this in America, like for the most part. So, yeah, just uh just worth keeping in mind I guess. New York
1: Times man you got to hey. fair and balanced we'll, we'll, we'll say we'll say every what everybody's saying and treat it like the the truth yeah all over the place yeah that shit is fucking disheartening especially when like the IDF tweet like was it because they edited it because i know that it was retweeted out that it they went from ground invasion to ground operations
0: right yeah no they they inadvertently tweeted out incorrect information but it was from idf so it's not like like whereas these things that are being spread that are basically like they really if you if you paid attention to like some of the deadly panics that have been caused on facebook the videos of uh palestinians like you know faking deaths and uh videos of palestinians invading israeli settlements and like going door to door to kill people like that is the sort of shit that gets people killed whereas is like getting people killed right yeah exactly and whereas the other side of that is like so diffuse and like not really specific enough to really understand what and then the other one is just like a a genuine error that a lot of people made because of, like, misinformation coming from, again, the Israeli side. So, you know.
1: Hey, man, you know, this just Western media is going to do his thing.
0: Yep. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Tom Cruise in space. <music> and we're back. So there was a story at the end of last week that Russia is going to try and beat Tom Cruise to space uh, with a movie of its own filmed on the International Space Station, I believe. And they're going to try and get it done by October, uh, which is also when Tom Cruise was planning to make his movie with Elon Musk and the director of Live, Die, Repeat, a.k.a. Edge of Tomorrow, I think, is who's making it with him. So. J.M., our writer, pointed out that there somebody like tried to make a movie in space before on the International Space Station, and it like sucks uh, because you know they just tried to make it by themselves because it's expensive to get a single person to space, let alone like an entire film crew. And the person who tried to make a movie has talked about how like you can't move fast enough to like make anything look cool. Uh, Or like do anything. It's just all slow and deliberate actions and that it just like doesn't make any sense. I mean, have they seen gravity like gravity looked fucking cool. They, They didn't have to go to space like we've conquered the this is what it would look like if you were actually in space. We don't actually need you to be slowly moving through actual space in a way that makes your movie more boring.
2: Yeah, it seems like green screens can do all the stuff now. But,
0: uh, <laughs> we don't have to go to the sea, man. We can
1: put the, a green screen up and we can be anywhere, man. Yeah.
0: We can be anywhere. It was wild when like they killed all those actors to uh, film Aquaman underwater. Uh, yeah, just terrible yeah. stunt. Gone you know,
2: on. James Cameron almost killed a lot of people filming right. The Abyss. Right. And the, none of oh, those really? people ever. Yeah, because they filmed it underwater for real. And James right. Cameron is like obsessed with almost killing actors underwater.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was (laughs) the stories about the abyss are so fucked up. Like, because it was like the, the stuff that Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, like talk about on the Titanic was like him after he had like figured out how far you can push the line. But the abyss, like legitimately, he almost killed people like stars uh, because they were like underwater. And
2: yeah. Cause they were legitimately underwater and filming underwater and like enclosed spaces
0: yeah (laughs) what
1: could go wrong my man the the amateur like underwater man who's like because didn't he have to develop he like developed technology even for that film didn't he like because he's so like hell bent on this stuff it's like whether it's titanic or this other thing is like yeah i'll I'll figure it out though
0: the other reason i don't I don't trust this is because it's not James Cameron. <laughs> like if it was James Cameron doing <laughs> yeah. this, I'd be like, Oh, he's probably figured something out and it's gonna, we're all going to be like skeptical and think It's going to look like shit. And then it's going to be cool. But he or
2: just like, he'll kill somebody in space. Cause that's his kid. Right. He right, needs, right.
0: he's yeah. He's probably on
1: some level. He's just like, with their body
0: just day. floating out there like a rag doll. Oh, I
2: love <sighs> it.
0: I love it. Anyways, I, uh, so I wanted to put all of this into context, like if it were anyone else like kind of pushing for this movie to be made, I would be confused. But so it's Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise has a history of like basically setting up really expensive uh, shoots in order to let him do something that he clearly like ha- just wants to do because it like appeals. It makes him feel alive.
2: He wants to die making a movie because yeah. he's the ultimate performer. Yeah, yeah. If he's going to die, it's going to be doing a stunt. And I'm shocked he hasn't gotten more hurt doing stunts for Mission Impossible because he's always like, yeah. I must do this motorcycle yeah. jump over the Grand Canyon myself. Yeah. At
1: least Jackie Chan will get injured. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that guy was like, I don't know. That's I'm like, is Tom Cruise cursed? Like, that's how he's trying to end his life? No,
2: I think like, he's just, just like, like, insane. It. He's insane. He's gotta he's he's gotta get stronger and more powerful until he dies. And
0: so, oh right, he's Jackie
2: Chan I think is like it's a movie. I gotta right. go home yeah. at the end. Jackie
0: Chan is like I'm actually legitimately the only person who can do the thing. so I have to do these things, and I keep getting yes. hurt. But like Jackie Chan is a human magic trick, like I like somebody I read an interview well, then what's with him.
2: It <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great question, Miles.
2: Ca- the Thetans, and you cast them God, off, How many times do we do have to go over this? Superhuman right. activity. But I'm OT3,
1: man. <laughs> and I can't even do a backflip.
0: But I want to I tell this anecdote that I learned when writing about like the, the most expensive shots in movie history. So for a long time, the most expensive shot in movie history was the scene in Vanilla Sky where uh, Tom Cruise... Sprints through an empty Times Square. And you might have assumed that that was done with green screen. Uh, no, they had to literally block off traffic and empty Times Square to get that shot. And if you remember that movie, which you might not because it's a very,
2: um, forgettable some of movie. us do remember it in great detail. <laughs>
0: do you love Vanilla Sky?
2: I mean I respect uh its insanity right. and also when the pandemic first hit and I was sometimes watching a live cam of emptied out Times Square you were kind of That's constantly. my first oh, thought shit. obviously it was right, like oh right. you could film vanilla sky right now right. <laughs> Well free. this is
0: going to start a bunch of conspiracy theories because you know now I'm suspicious that Tom Cruise uh oh, started shooting. the pandemic right. in order to empty Times Square because he has always dreamed So that whole shot where Tom's like Tom Cruise loves to sprint through a city and... He loves sprinting. Just loves sprinting on camera. And so in the movie, it's like the very beginning of the movie, he wakes up, get, gets out of bed, drags a comb across his head and, uh, you know, drives out and then finds that Times Square is empty, gets out of his car and starts sprinting around uh, because he's Tom Cruise and his he's just a fucking Dalmatian that got off the leash. And then he wakes up, and it's a fucking dream sequence. It None of that happened. It doesn't make it, it doesn't add at all to the movie. And it was the most expensive shot in film history up to that point. And I, like, guaranteed that was, all, that was Tom Cruise's idea. The people who were, like, extras, who were, like, blocking off traffic and all, like, who worked on the set, uh, all said that, like, he can't. He was basically running the shoot that day. He was like getting people pumped up because I had to come in at like three in the morning. He was like, "We're gonna do this. It's gonna be amazing." And, like learned all their names and did all the Tom Cruise shit. Right. But like, this is this is just that. Like, to, it's not gonna look better. It's not gonna add to the movie, but it is going to allow an entire fucking company's worth of human capital to work together to get Tom Cruise to space so he can like flip around and do cool shit basically
1: <laughs> i hope it goes so wrong for him i mean i you know not like for the be crew. A legend
2: He'll be i a just legend. more in
1: the sense that like they see it and they're like fuck this looks like shit <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, like, they're like fuck this is so he's bad he's like
2: doing some insane thing and they forgot to turn the camera on <laughs> right like the
1: the footage is all corrupted upon re-entry
0: He seems like pretty laid back when you get on a movie set with him. Oh yeah, based on those behind the scenes videos.
1: Yeah, especially when he's screaming at people for not wearing masks, assholes. Even though I have the one that has like an exhaust valve on it that functionally doesn't functionally is just a germ spreader. Yeah,
0: the whole industry is looking at us, you assholes. (laughs) Doesn't know how to swear.
1: Is there is there like a real date for when this is going? Like it's it's a race now.
0: It's a race. So, you know,
2: it's a space race.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's a who's, wait. Who's in who's the other? Who's the other party in this race?
0: Vladimir Putin.
1: Oh, my God. And Man. also
2: the Fast and the Furious movies are making a space one. So not maybe in space.
1: Where are you right. for real? No. Yeah, it that's, a lie. that's a lie. Well, no, they, it's not a lie. They had. The are you fucking with me? From I'm not past... fucking with you. They
2: always said the next one was going to be space and they've been saying it. Gonna be a space They're race. getting
1: closer, right? Cuz I saw there's like a rocket car in this Where last Where
2: else one. could you go? Well, no, this space. last
0: one, this next one has them in space. It does be, it recreates that uh guy who skydived from outer space for Red Bull or, or whatever. Like Felix Baumgartner or whatever. Yeah, they was. do that in a car and I'm hoping that that's like as far as they follow that path of like we we need to do this in space. I mean, space. really
1: though, if they were smart, they got to just take it to like like, we've done, we, just give us, like, the other cultures versions, you know, of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Like, you can still keep a car, but, like, let's do it about how they get down, like, in the Middle East, all that stunt driving and shit, like the M.I.A. video.
0: All right. And finally, uh, I just want to talk about how cats actually suck at killing rats. Um, that, all right. So, this is just a thing that I had heard about, like, the this story comes up every once in a while, that a city has a rat problem, they release a thousand feral cats, and, like, you're just like, well, that'll that'll take care of that. So it turns out, first of all, it, it's bullshit, but it's not for the reason that you suspect. It's not that, like, cats are lazy and, like, don't actually kill rats. Like, wh- a single cat being an outside cat in your neighborhood is, like, an ecological disaster. They will kill fucking everything. The thing that they're not good at is basically killing a population of rats in a given location because those rats will just move elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah, they just (laughs) get the fuck out of there. They have, like, a great sense of smell and they have evolved so that if there is a cat present, they are going to move to the house down the street where there isn't a cat present. They are going to
2: move to Paris and become famous chefs. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so it's just... Wait,
1: is the ratatouille rats, they're immigrants?
2: They no. were getting away from some cats.
1: Okay, were, I was making sure.
2: I'm 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 just guessing.
1: Well, wasn't Fivel?
2: Fivel. I mean, that was. motherfucker yeah. went
1: west. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we know about that already, and there are no cats in America. There are no cats in
2: America.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Okay, this man, we knew this shit already. Then from these cartoons,
0: yeah,
2: they were trying to tell us.
0: But yeah, I mean, they so they did a study on like there. There's all this detail about the study that they did where. They were tracking rats in a abandoned factory, like just this massive rat colony had moved in. And uh, and then a feral cat colony moved in as well. And they were like, this is going to fuck up our rat following experiment. But then realized, oh, we've never actually seen feral cats hunt. And the feral cats only killed like two rats.
2: <laughs> cats? You can't get cats to do stuff. Right, oh, no. that's they, the thing. They're on
1: their own vibe. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Like, anyone who's ever had, tried to have a cat in a movie will tell you that, like, cats do not take direction. You right. can't be like, we'll give you this if you do this. They don't care. They just are like, they value their uh, self-sufficiency the most.
0: Right. Yeah, every cat you've ever seen in a movie is actually 20 different cats. That <laughs> For they, sure. yeah. yeah. Stitched together. Just, right. Well, so they
1: so they don't kill the rats. So is that just to say that they they just weren't interested, or that they're
0: no? I think the rats are just good. The rats, yeah, and they're like, oh fuck, we're out of, we're off this.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. I think mean, they're like, oh, you want me to do this thing? I'm gonna just sit here and lick myself instead.
1: Right, and our, yeah. is it that we just have this like cartoon perception yeah, exactly. of a cat, which is like, yo, they they'll eat the fuck out of a rat.
0: Well, rats are also like really smart. So you put a cat in a neighborhood and like they're gonna eat the shit out of some birds some rabbits uh some mice but rats are actually like rats are gonna inherit the earth from us like oh yeah yeah they're impossible to kill they're super smart and and they know. deserve it. And they they're it absolutely they're cute yeah and we suck absolutely so they're just going to kill everybody. Man, that's just, you they're know, just going to kill cats. everyone except the rats that you want them to because they are not a tool that you can use. Cats So then are why are we investing
1: more on feral rat culture and rat technology? Clearly, I mean, they're like We alive. should we just be embrace
0: th- that. Yeah. You
1: Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, just fucking, we need to master the rat tree.
2: Well, you better start t- talking to Fivel then. Yeah. yeah. I think Five's right. a mouse.
0: will is a mouse. Uh, and mice are what, stupid. Hence the song, <laughs> There Are No Cats in
2: America. <laughs> hmm Wait, Miles, where's Five? Where'd Five will go? What's <laughs> I? <laughs>
1: That's he knew. Throw your dubs in the air, Five will <laughs> throw your doves right. in the air if you're a true rat. I don't know, that didn't <laughs> work out. I'm workshopping that. <laughs>
2: Musical coming soon.
0: Uh Molly, it's been a pleasure having you as Thanks always. For me. Where can people find you and follow you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Molly Lambert and on Instagram at Molly underscore Lambert. And you can find me on Tuesday nights with fellow zeitgeist head uh, Anna Hosnia mm-hmm. doing uh, a show called Deckheads Chief Stews about Below Deck and also other reality shows that we feel yeah, like watching. Yeah. So check us out on Twitch. Yeah. Twitch.tv forward slash Deckheads pod. Check us out anytime or live on Tuesday nights at 7.30pm PSD. Oh,
0: Do you guys cover that Bethany Frankel show that you we were We are going about? to. Yeah. We are
2: getting ready to.
0: This seems to be the this is the most energetic I've seen the reality show community in a long time uh, <laughs> about, this reality, about this Bethany Frankel show. It's the, the most excited I've seen them since uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. We oh. love chaos. Yes. That one was wild. Um, is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying?
2: I mean, I think I already told you guys. I just love those every lot bots. I
0: mean, they're great.
2: Love checking them out.
0: You're a every lot lizard.
2: Yeah, I'm an every lot yeah. <laughs> Uh
0: Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Twitter, Instagram, uh, Miles of Grey, and also the podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Check that out. Also on Twitch, man. Just come come see our nasty faces when we talk. That's the whole point. Bring the veil down. Yeah. Uh, some tweets that I like. It's really just a couple. Uh, first one's from Jamie Loftus, at Jamie Loftus Help. To make matters worse, my first 2021 celebrity sighting was Red Foo in a Tesla. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would just be like, ugh. Like, I think that would be my reaction. And then finally, uh, this is from, written by Hannah, uh, Fiona Applebaum says, Block Sean King, the display name. Uh, But the tweet is, do you think Drake uses his Jamaican accent during sex?
0: Oh,
2: my God. Oh, you know it. Oh, shit. I hope so. Hold steady now, gal.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, god. oh shit no no no
2: no 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 drink me dagger in me dagger
1: in <laughs> oh
0: god <laughs> you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien uh tweet i've been enjoying uh Kristen arnett tweeted hear me out little free library but it's different kinds of chips and Ooh. we somebody just put up a little free library right in front of our house and it is popular It is very popular. People are coming through there all the time. Um, It's books or chips? It's books, unfortunately. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, but what if it had one of those little five-pack, variety packs, chips?
0: And then Ian at Mr. Ian tweeted, Guy who eats like shit has a pot of coffee every morning and three hazy IPAs every night. Wow, being in your 30s (laughs) is rough. (laughs) (laughs) I I identified (laughs) with that. (laughs) Because, dude, my 30s were rough. Oh, shit. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, Daily where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnote. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song? Do you speculate? Do you reckon that the people might enjoy it today?
1: This is a remix of uh Queen Latifah's Unity. U N I T Y you know, updated, you know, for all the, the for the people that remember that iconic U N I T Y. Got it. Uh, this know. is from Jabair, J A B A I R, and you can only get it on SoundCloud because it's a really cool remix. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, even listen to the original one. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic yeah. sample in that one. The sax solo on that, iconic.
2: Anyway,
1: so check that out um, and you know, start your week off with some unity.
0: Do it. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this week fine Monday morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.